0: welcome to numb bills fan podcast so number 158 thank you for already subscribing on itunes google play wherever you find your podcast. numb player in the upper right hand corner if you don't know now you know Network.com. get over there there's a lot of great podcasts to listen to Lockdown Bills is absolutely killing it. My boy, Kevin Masseri, Nate Geary, Aaron Quinn, Eric Turner. Thank you guys for getting me on the sidelines with Grand Sand Sports Network, Eric especially, and Chad over there. So, uh, training camp was great for me because I got to see Nathan Peterman, and we'll get into this game. The Bills just defeated the Chargers. They got Mike Smith on the line, but I'm going to rail for a little bit here. Um, oh, what's up, Mikey? So, um, real quick i'm gonna rail we're also brought to you by punchrunksports.com if you don't know at punch Drunk, shoot them a podcast follow as well subscribe if you don't like commercials on this by the way just fast forward about two minutes you'll get by him you'll hear me um and you know great podcast great sports takes and can't wait to be more involved with them coming forward but i'll get into more of them later on um i just want to rail on this game and Mike Smith is on the line, but I'm gonna go for a couple minutes around my thoughts. Mike's gonna go a couple minutes around his thoughts. I have a lot of notes that I've been taking around throughout the game, and uh, right off the bat, man, what an awful game for Bills fans. Uh, let's let's just say, Peterman Nathan Peterman starts. A lot of football people. The eerie thing is, a lot of people like you know. A lot of football guys will go to bat for their players and their alumni from their college. And when you listen to Reuben Brown and LaShawn McCoy talk about Nathan Peterman going in, it's not like they're like, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, he's going to tear up. Reuben Brown's like, eh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of Peterman games. Mike Smith and I, and if you missed last podcast, past podcast with Mike Smith and Nick Papajos last week, we broke all that down. We went crazy. So number 157, five out, two win. Check that out. Um, and, and honestly, here we go. Rick Dennison. I think this is the last straw right off the bat, the offensive line, and and it's not showing any production. That said, the run game is there. That said, it's hilarious in this game when people are still defending Nathan Peterman four interceptions in, and then the fifth one happens. And honestly, I, I hate to admit this, but I was kind of like, hmm, I don't want to say cheering, but it definitely was. And it's awful as a Bills fan. But I feel that Tyrod Taylor has been disrespected the entire time since this new regime has come in. And let's be real. This team has been gutted of elite talent. When people talk about draft, oh, you're going to have that 10-year Okay, you got Darius. What's the best thing to do? Protect your investment. You finally have Sammy Watkins coming off of an offseason with Tyrod Taylor. And we've talked about this on the podcast. He wanted to be in Buffalo. You have Robert Woods doing damage on the Rams. Yeah, he might have been a little bit more than you wanted to pay. Eight million a year. You have Goodwin doing fine in San Francisco. These guys are getting love outside of Buffalo. You have coaching staffs continue to show that they know one side of the ball here and there. Yet, the next regime comes in, and I'm going to trust this coaching staff that, again, for another week, 37-7 against the Jets. 47-3 to against the Saints, the Chargers 47-10, to and I believe that was like the, defi- the deficits in the fourth quarter, okay? And the final game today was 54-17, Bills losing to the Chargers, McDermott fell flat on his face, and had his presser, he's not really owning it, and I got an issue with that, and uh, rumor has it a guy hit me up, which I'm sure Mike will get into, um, that Tyrod Taylor went off the sidelines after his touchdown, and McThermy, I think, had his hand out there, and he went nowhere near it. That could be true, not true. I'll look into it. But really, how the hell are you going to trot Nathan Peterman back out there? You can't. So here I am. It comes down to coaching. Where is the accountability in coaching? Because the bottom line is these coaches have proven me nothing. Nothing. There's so many holes on this roster that you don't have enough picks to pick it, and the people making the picks, I don't trust them. And I'm not wasting another two to three years of my life to go through muddled bullshit of Players and coaches, new schemes coming in, and we got to get our fucking guys. I'm so over this garbage, and I cannot believe I'm praising this coach five games ago that it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And here I am ready to jump off a bridge, driving park specifically in Rochester, because it's a great suicide bridge. It's pretty you high, a lot of rocks. Know. I mean, you want to pump the brakes just a little bit? Uh, right now, I do not trust this staff at all to make adjustments that are correct to put these players in the best position to win. So, why should I trust them, Mike? And I'll leave it here with you. Why should we trust this coaching staff to make and this general manager to make the right picks in the draft? I don't. I don't. Okay, they see Peterman more than we do. What happens? They fall on their face. I take Marcel Darius high as fuck with one fucking leg in the middle right now. Philip Rivers couldn't ran for 100 yards today. So, Michael, you take it from here. You take your few minutes. Rail, just leave me a tail to follow you so we can call my friend Jamie.
1: Well, I saw this one coming. I mean, maybe not to the turnover of six, but a rookie starting against the Chargers it was not the correct week to make the move. The Bills line is not blocking. They haven't been blocking for three weeks. This is week number... Well, it was the third week in a row. Terrible blocking up front. No time for the quarterback and bringing on the two pass rushers that the Chargers did today with Peterman starting, it was just too much. Um, although he made the one good throw at the beginning of the game, he was not stepping up in the pocket he was not stepping into his throws and that was blocking um but at the same time you have to know when you can make the throw and when not to when not to even attempt the pass you have to sometimes get out of there you can't always you know make the throw and he couldn't make that decision and um yeah it was just a rough 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 game for the kid and not playing tyrod taylor Not saying we would have won this week, but um, the offense would have been far more productive. The play calling, regardless of who was in the game, again, not where it needed to be. It's it's too basic. There's not enough there. I mean, the NFL is all about scheming. It's planning. It's picking matchups. The Bills don't do that. We don't key in on one given area at any given time. Um, look at teams that that succeed. I mean, the Patriots, you can have a player who does nothing one week, nothing another, and then boom, he's the key focal point of that third game. And then he happily goes back to his supportive role the other two. Or maybe the next game he's the star guy again. Um, The Saints are doing that very well this year with the run game. I think that if I'm letting somebody go, it's him. And I, too, like you, agree the draft, they have a lot of picks. But that doesn't mean you're going to get a lot of good players. You can't just go in any situation and fire everybody.
0: Right now you do. Right now you can. You're in the best position to fire everybody. Are you kidding me, Mike? You got seven years or seven games left or six games left to see what the team can do. Okay? I- I'm sorry, Mike. How does it get worse than this? Who are you going to fire, though? Dude, look at... Uh, you're going to fire, uh, them. And you're just going to start over again. Mike, here's what I'm saying is, these coaches have not proven that they know how to put any players in a position to succeed. How, why, do, why are our safeties making these tackles? You know what but, I mean? Like, come on. He, like, let's be he, real here. Wait, let's be real, Mike. No, but, the defensive but, ends can't rush the passer. Through,
1: through the first... I believe it was the six games when they mentioned it in the game... The Bills were top five in tackles. Now they're in the bottom five of the league just because of the last three weeks. They're missing tackles. You can't miss tackles in the NFL. You have to make the tackles, and you have to swarm to the ball because every now and then someone's going to get juke, Someone's going to catch a stiff arm. Someone's going to get ran over.
0: Mike, uh, Mike, Mike. Mike. You
1: have to make tackles, and they didn't, again.
0: Tyrod Taylor entered the game and the offense looked like it had its hair on fire, okay? The offense really went out there to play for Tyrod Taylor today. Zay Jones hit so much pep in his step. He got crushed across the middle field. Zay Jones, shout out to Zay Jones. I've been really tough on him. And that kid showed up to play today. I'm really proud of Zay Jones, okay? And, you know, and just to see Tyrod in there, Tyrod's like, fuck it. I can't do worse than five picks. What's he doing? He's not even really looking at the low reads. He's going deep. You know what I mean? He's going deep and I love it. Let it loose, Tyron. You can't do worse than Nathan Peterman. You can't do worse than a lot of QBs. And well, what I am worried about is this coach losing a locker room and they have six games to show that they can do one well, fucking thing consistently good. And I will believe that this regime can pick the right players to put in the correct coach's scheme.
1: I think that that was one good takeaway of the game and it, it kind of was like awakening because Tyrod had, I don't think I've seen a Tyrod Taylor game where he's thrown it downfield that much. And not in, the, not in this offense.
0: Not in this offense.
1: So that I did like to see. And like I said, if they got rid of the offensive coordinator, that could really spark the offense. But if they don't and they keep them, if they continue this drive the ball down the field, at least that's a step in the right direction. Um, But as of today, the Buffalo Bills are no longer the sixth seed in the standings, Dave. They have dropped to seventh, and the team above them now is the Ravens, who going forward have a much easier road to the playoffs than the Bills.
0: Of course, of course, and the Bills lose in bold fashion. Sean McDermott took this team from 5-2. And on one of the most pivotal games where, Mike, I was listening to this podcast from Lockdown Bills with uh, Kevin Masseri, our boy we've had on before with you, and he had this guy on from the Chargers, okay? And they cover the team the same level we do. It's not just shock radio crap, okay? And they're Um, like, you know, the quarterbacks get good yards on these defensive ends running the ball and once Tyrod and it's like it almost sounded like the perfect game plan for Tyrod Taylor to go up against and we saw this team run the ball ball well and and we see a lot more creative plays this time and we see Mike Tolbert not in there and that's why LaShawn McCoy scored a touchdown, because that would have been eventually Tolbert's ball to go. And I'm not ripping on Tolbert. He's been productive. I'm not as hard on him as most. But there are situations where you have elite and not elite in certain situations where, again, we've gone over this last podcast. The staff can't oh, put him in the right over, spot.
1: We've been going over the Tolbert situation since... But
0: cadets in there and Tolbert makes people...
1: <laughs> cad- <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> but cadets been there, and cadets making people miss. They're getting the ball to their playmakers in space, and it's like... Why does it take so long for you guys to figure it out? If your offensive line can't make it happen, what do you do? Tyrod Taylor's internal clock looked pretty sharp today. Tyrod Taylor, to me, looked like he connected on some quote-unquote timing patterns today, right? Would you not agree? That ball was out when the dude's back was turned to uh, Dante Thompson right there on the right sideline. You know what I mean? Like
1: Tyrod Taylor agree. looked
0: solid today.
1: He did. And, and again, even when he fumbled that ball, I mean... No one was open. Yeah. You know?
0: Hey, man. Hey, dude. At the end of the day, this could be that, that, goalie, that goalie move. What if it's that goalie move? Because that offense came out playing hard for Tyrod. And there was no way LeSean, or Rashawn McDermott looks his team in the face and says, we're going with the other guy. No fucking way. And sure. McDermott did not really own it at the presser. how much of a, a a gaffe he made in a bundle. And, uh, you know what I mean? The, it, honestly, I can't recommend it enough. Um, Mike Shope has been exactly on point if you guys can go back to the audio vault or on uh, the RSS feed for Shope and Bulldog listen to Mike Shope Wednesday and Bulldog Wednesday's hour one where they announced the Peterman benching and I got to give Shope credit he's been very consistent with how the way that Tyra Taylor has been treated and um, you know Bulldog brought up the point today on the post game a new low in 17 years uh, of this drought this is really a new low and um you know show brought it up will peterman ever play again in the U- in nfl uniform i mean it was that it, like you can't what's killers you can't write this shit you can't tell me that in uh since the nfl merger as i heard on the post game okay with show up and bulldog uh since the merger no quarterback has ever played this bad It is the absolute worst quarterback since the merger.
1: Just to Peterman's side, not that what he did wasn't terrible, but they knew what they were going into going into the match, and the idea of starting a rookie quarterback in that situation just boggles my mind. So I was hopeful, but I didn't see a rookie against those two blitzing DNs
0: are uh, they? Uh, oh my God! Let are me. A, are they a
1: three-four? a three-four. No.
0: Four. Oh, them. Ah, oh, shit. No, they're a four-three because they have. I think they might be a multiple kind of defense, but you know, typically, no, they're a four-three because they were talking about them being used as ends. Bosa and um, how's the other guy? I'm losing my mind. Are you yeah, still there? Peterman, oh there.
1: Yeah, I'm still there, but I'm just thinking back to the game like Peterman was trying like he'd see somebody and he's like, "Man, you don't have time." Like he was probably used to the time he was allotted in college cuz I mean, he is he did beat Clemson. That was his major victory in college was beating Deshaun Watson's national How Champions how do
0: people hang their Watson. hat on that one victory? How do you hang your hat? I mean, one. Like honestly, man, I'm on Twitter and it's like two interceptions in. No man, and it's like, dude, seriously, then three interceptions. No well, man, in, and then four interceptions. The, well, the, the, no, the
1: to- the 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 interception off of Pat. Um,
0: Don't care. Tyrod has two tipped interceptions. Doesn't matter, Mike. So then that, take that he, no, back. He, he still careless. has four.
1: Yeah, no, he was careless with the ball. without a question. Dude. And I'm not. I'm not defending him. I think he played horribly. I I just feel bad for him because he shouldn't have been in the game. Like, it's just like when you're running back and you go up to the line and you see eight men in the box and the play call, everybody, the linemen just pinch down and you know exactly that they're going to be right there waiting for you. And you're just like, we need to get out of this play (laughs) because... It's not well, looking good for me here.
0: First year, calling plays. Rick Dennison won't allow Tyrod Taylor to audible out of place because we're in fifth grade now. And um, so, what's cute about this, Mike, is if you're on defense, right, and you're facing the Bills, and you see that, you're like, "Can you believe these motherfuckers won't check out of this play? Are you certain they're really gonna like? You're going to line up, and you're just <laughs> like, exactly "Oh my what it god! Is. You're exactly like, what I'm saying? You're like, like really, guys? Running
1: back in the backfield. I mean, obviously, he's not a kid, but." when you're there you still like there's not even that you're afraid of the contact you're like I'm gonna get hit but you're more thinking that what are we doing here I want <laughs> I want us to score a touchdown Did you see, I don't need the ball every play you
0: know what I mean I, I didn't see the beginning of the play so I'm gonna sound stupid if somebody poses oh you're so stupid but like I, I think it was the first half and McCoy's starting to run to the right side I'm like who the hell is this offensive lineman on the ground it's gotta be some filling guy No, it's their starting right guard, Dukas, getting up after LeSean McCoy, like, tripped over him and fell over. And I'm like, how the—like, you're telling me— Okay, so, Mike, I'm going to call my friend Jamie after this, okay? But really, real quick point here. You're telling me the team has so many holes, right? Okay, If you need to plug all these holes, what is the best way to plug these holes? Is that changing the scheme to tailor to your players? Or is that going to get a right guard in the draft? Going to get a center in the draft? Going to get a right tackle in the draft? Going to get a left guard in the draft? Because, you know, you might piss off incognito or I don't know what the deal is. Uh, You know, who knows? Maybe you guys might mysteriously move on just for the fuck of it because you know better. Uh, You got to get a defensive end of the draft because uh, I don't see any... I, I don't see... Uh, Shaq lost inside. Really, sealing on the edge there. Maybe I'm crazy. Uh, the, the whole defensive line it looks like in shambles. Uh, you know, it, it's like uh, I'm talking to my dad I'm like, man, you know, third down, it's gonna go right over the middle of the field. And what what happens? Right where the linebacker should be. The ball's thrown to Phillip Rivers goes crazy. And, and, and you know, the safeties are playing the best. The secondary is actually playing the best, believe it or not, out of that whole defense. And the offensive line, they can't name one position. Tight on that plays good. Lashawn McCoy, great game, dude. Love you, fam. Great game. Seriously. Wow, you give the Hall of Famer the rock. Look what the fuck happens. And it sucks when you get Tyrod Taylor and they're like, man, imagine if you would have put him in there after two interceptions in the first, you know, six plays. Uh, oh. What would have happened for the rest of the That's game? We would have had a I- shot.
1: I honestly would have done that and I was thinking that too like I was like if this guy's saying he wants to win and he's about winning after he saw this rookie quarterback go out there have one, you know, turnover that wasn't his fault but then after something that wasn't his fault not be poised enough to prevent throwing the next one so um it's just one of those things it was a terrible decision and it backfired miserably you can't play and then they Nathan just went down again. the rabbit hole they're just like uh it, it was one of those situations uh, i think someone posted on facebook they're like you know can't get any worse from here i'm like nah not in football <laughs> football there is it's like a, a a bottomless pit you can just free fall and next thing you know you Shoot, the Bills were on pace to have, like, a college football score, like 50 points. That's, that's more than Alabama put up this weekend against Mercer, okay? They gave up more than Mercer did, okay? That's terrible. And they look very unprofessional as a team because it's not all on Peterman. Even if Tyrod started, it wouldn't have stopped the fact that Phillip Rivers was slinging the ball all over the field. They were running all over us. Uh, We had limited resistance. And our best resistance on defense was, you know, maybe a penalty in our favor, which wasn't frequent. And for the record, just if anyone's paying attention, that touchdown to Keenan Allen, it shouldn't have been a touchdown. It clearly showed in the replay, now that we're talking about this, that his knee was down, and that ball had not crossed the goal line. And that cost me six points to my fantasy opponent. So thank you very much, Raps. You should have seen that. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, and, dude, the refs are really, again, ticky-tack. It's like I like you know, because they could have give that touchdown to Gordon.
1: I wouldn't have cared at that point. I was just getting crushed already, so I didn't need to see, you know, him score another touchdown. You know what I mean?
0: So Eric Wood had a phantom holding call in the fourth quarter. Like, really, guys, you're going to call that? You know what I mean, these refs? And it's like – Incognito, it's like oh, holding. Well, he's due just because they love to call it on him. Still, yeah, you know, they're,
1: call- they're, they're they're the calls that they were calling at the end of the game were strange because I'm like the Bills just interfered that wide receiver. They're like, oh, they're not going to call it. They're up 37, and then they called ghost calls later. Like, yeah, well, it's just officiating in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's called. Uh, There's not Vegas big. involved, and we have enough technology to do everything else you know you got good technology for marketing this and that but as far as getting the calls right on the field now nah, we're going to shove these sub-eaten fat assholes out there with hey, stripes to, to make these calls is, with their cataract size
1: they say the booth in new york but maybe the booth actually in a casino in las vegas
0: you don't even need That's to do that David. <laughs> all right let me call my boy uh jamie real quick here okay stay in the line there's gonna be a little brief hold for the listeners hold on you're gonna uh, you're gonna mute out for a sec mike all right so let's make a call so we're calling my friend jamie real quick he went to the chargers game and uh he's from rochester new york as well he's my little bro bro we'll play madden and uh He'd dip out of making his payment when I won. And uh yo. Right. yo. what up dog? You there? What's going on? Yeah, I'm here. Alright man, so I got you live on the air. I gotta merge my call with Mike. Um so I got Mike Smith on the line if you've been listening. Hold on one sec. Nice. No, Alright. So, yo, you guys there? I'm here. Jamie, you there, bud?
2: Yeah, I'm here, dude.
0: Alright, yo, so um, a uh, little intro. Jamie, um, we're 23 minutes in, and we pretty much railed on just about everything top to bottom. I'm going to bring you on later on in the week. Uh, for the listeners out there, Jamie's like my only little brother I've never had in my life. And when I was 18, we gambled game with him and Madden when he was 12 and win. And he wouldn't pay, but I also lost just as much. And he's definitely gotten me to shatter my controllers many times, even at the rightful age of 21 in my apartment. I remember flicking a PS2 controller, shattering it um at the brick wall and uh so jamie it's great to have you we call him wolf of wall street within his family and uh he now lives in manhattan and uh he's allegedly a baller so like what's up man what's going on man so good to to be on so dude you got to watch a piece of history Uh, i don't know if you know this but nathan peterman just had the worst performance listen system, listen system listen order. listen listen. so tell us what listen. you saw the floor's yours for a few minutes you just rail okay I'll, I'll tell you what i saw i saw i saw a poor quarterback play man
2: i, I it's it's they don't uh, there's something going on here and and, and, and yeah, i mean we're obviously out like putting a lot of weight on this draft pick coming up in 2018 so uh you know uh, we're relying on this pick but um you know it's a poor quarterback play it's he threw five picks which was the most i i just saw a stand on uh, instagram uh sports center was saying it was the most ever from a quarterback in the first half of a football game or something like craziness dude and you know a, a poor quarterback play um you know and and it's tough it's tough you saw tyrod come in late in the game
0: um, you know, second it, half, second half. But uh, did, did, yeah, did the right offense look right. like I mentioned earlier, Jamie, and I'll let you go after this. But did you like go on with your point? The, to me, I said earlier in the podcast that the offense looked like it lit up and played for Tyrod. Did it seem like the team tried to play for Tyrod when he came out, or am I just making shit up? That's, that's,
2: that's no, that's right. And um, but, yeah, that, that's one hundred percent right. I and mean, he came in late in the game. Um, but but who's our guy? Like, who's our guy? You know what I mean? Like, it feels like they're going to go, they're going to start Peterman, right? And then in fourth quarter, we're getting fucking blown out. So they're going to bring in Tyron to... Well, no, like, no, 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 create.
0: no. They brought Tyron in the second half. Are you still Are you still drunk? No, that's
2: what I'm saying. Second half, that's what I said.
0: Oh, all right. I thought you said fourth quarter.
2: No, second, so second half, he comes in. But, like, I mean... Wh- wh- are they, are we, are, I don't know. I, it's something about that hesitation, like, oh, we're going to try Peterman out. Uh, it's not working. We're going to go with this guy. It's like, I get, I don't know, so, something about that, like up and down. Did like, you think whoo. it was
0: a mistake going into the game to swap out Tyrod for Peter? Absolutely.
2: Man? Yeah, absolutely. Never should have, never should have not started Tyrod. That's a fact
0: and then, um, dude I'm, I'm, I was I was active online like we talked earlier like man I need online content from you and i dude I'm scrolling twitter and I'm like I can't believe I got my friend Scott Campbell sits next to me with his father at the games and you know Scott you've met him and he's a good dude but yeah. like we've been arguing all day. it like I'm watching the game from my phone at McDonald's drive through, and the first quarter trying to hustle my way over to my dad's and you know, Scott and Scott's busy arguing with me and then finally we we're both like, hey, we're we're both wrong here. I don't know what the Bills should do, but um, I heard something I mentioned earlier in the podcast that like um, dude hit me up. Dude said something on Twitter about Tyrod Taylor coming off the sidelines after his last touchdown and McDermott trying to shake his hand, and he just kinda like ran by him or something. I don't know if you yeah. saw anything with that. I mean Never. Okay. Never,
2: so. never, never, never should never should have benched Tyrod. I think it was a big mistake. Um, you know, cause dude, listen, you can, you know, you got McDermott, you, you go on and on and on. Like he's our guy, Tyrod's our guy. We're, we're railing behind our guy. And then to just bench him and go with another guy for fucking one half of a football game. And then to come right back and, you know, he comes out those five, five, five picks. Like that's re- absolutely unheard of. Throws five picks. And then you go right back to Tyrod. Like, what does that say? You know, like, I don't know. I, I feel like you kind of gotta get, have like a better grasp on your on your on your squad than that. You gotta be. You have. You gotta have your guy. Like, this is this is who we're going with. You know, we through through thick and thin. Like, this is our guy. This is who we're going with. And um, you know, throw Peterman out there. Get absolutely. Destroyed, he, like was a, he, was, he
0: was an abomination. Let me shoot it to Mike. Because Mike, Mike yeah, might have ahead. something for you. Go ahead. So, yeah. what do you got, Mike, from all this?
1: It's like I already said, it was a bad decision. The line's not blocking. Any quarterback that's playing behind them is not going to perform well. You could, like, literally right now, with the protection and the play calling the Bills have, they wouldn't be able to take Tom Brady and make them any better right now. Right. So you gotta you gotta be able to like just imagine Tom Brady going up to the line and not being able to audible. I think he'd be very frustrated. Like even in college football, like a lot of offenses do the hurry up, so they just go up to the line. They don't even call a play until they're in formation. Once they're in formation, then they call a play. So they're like almost audible in every play right there at the line. Um, well, those they, they don't audible. They, yeah, they, I mean they're predictable. Exactly. And, and if you if you guessed right, you're gonna stop them. Now that's it, everyone knows they're like, yeah, we got them. First play, play, first it, you know run, I mean? first
0: run play of the game. Didn't LeSean McCoy lose yards?
1: <clears> oh <throat> uh, yeah, right after that catch by Benjamin. I mean that was a nice pass. I mean. It wasn't amazing, like, all the Bills fans. I'm sure all the people that thought Peter should have started, they were like, yeah, see? Look at that. And then Kelvin, like, just the moment they got excited, like, karma hit them, and Benjamin gets hurt. They went from, like, excitement, he big-bodied, threw in this coverage. And that commercial,
0: that radio break was so long, Mike, I... I was like, okay, they're taking out the cart. And then next thing you know, the cart's out. Great. And then I see it when I get to my dad's house a minute later and I see his knee. And it's like, if you, if I would have told you, Jamie, well, that... Well, he, he
1: walked off the field and then after he went to the blue tent, then he got carted
0: off. Okay, so follow this. Yeah. So, Jamie, if I was to tell you that you would go see Nathan Peterman not only start, but the byproduct is, is Nathan Peterman, just by happenstance just Billsy luck gets number 13 killed, even though it was yards after catch and it's on call. You know what I mean? It was exciting. We saw all the potential of Calvin Benjamin, and then it just all within like five seconds of the Bills future. Could this be it? We want to see a guy get hit in stride down to, Oh my God. I'll tell you what,
2: listen, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what too, from, from talking to the Bills fans in the crowd, the conversations changed, man. It's like right before Peter even took the field, Guys, you know they're already talking. Who, who we take? Are we going Mayfield in the draft? Like, I mean, dude, the conversations already changed. It's it's not about Peterman. It's about like like looking to to 2018 and sort of going forward. I think that like nobody's really um, nobody really thinks that the Bills have the pieces of the puzzle already figured out. I think everyone's thinking like we have an incredible setup for 2018. Let's push forward and see what we can do in the draft and and what we can pull from there. So, I mean, as far as like, I don't, I don't think there was ever a moment where the conversation was like, Oh, Peterman, here's the second coming. Here's the fucking, you know, here's our Buffalo guy. Like, no, it it was never that. It was, it was like, uh, let's throw this guy out there and see what he can do. He goes out there with those five picks. Everyone's like already, you know, uh, are we going, you know, we probably won't pick early enough to get Rosen or or um the USD guys, so we're looking at yeah, Darnold. So, you know, we'll probably go get Mayfield in late like middle of the can, draft or whatever. So Can like, I answer a
0: question, bud? Let me let yeah. me hop in here and then I wanna yeah. shoot Mike in for the rebuttal or you, yeah, Jamie, yeah. and then Michael rebuttal. So I mentioned yeah. something earlier which you weren't here for yet, but you'll hear it. But essentially I'm in along the lines of okay, it starts you got to set up like this at the top. And this is going to incorporate what I talked earlier in the podcast. So follow along, listeners. Yeah. It um, yeah. starts with ownership. You go down to the general manager. You go down to the coaches. And then the players, right? Well, yeah. It seems like trust the process is do what the fuck I say or else. And you have yeah. to fall in line and you have to have that message because whether I'm an independent person or not, we do have to play as a team. It really is a team at the same time. You're preaching accountability and you're one of 11 in, in, on that side of the ball. And we've talked about all these X's and O's the whole time. I keep tracing back to the last podcast, number one fifty-seven, Dennison's last straw five out yeah. to win. and And for me, it's like, I th- this coaching staff has proven nothing that they can get the right players in the right position to succeed, and I don't think they deserve a shot unless they really wow me in the last six games, which hasn't happened. To get their shit together, that they deserve a chance to take a crack at that because if not, yeah. all of our equity goes out the window. Do you trust this coaching staff right now,
2: no, I and, don't. and general manager I don't. to make the right listen, picks? I, and listen, by the I way, don't. by the
0: way, by the way, to people out there. Jamie also went to school at Clemson for a few years and went to a lot of Carolina games, right? And you did go to the last Carolina game. So you do kind of have a pulse of Carolina. And last I checked, Carolina isn't like some great franchise. It ain't like great. If it was that stable, don't you think their general manager was there? If it was that you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, this is a team that won five and two. And there's a difference between like, okay, you know, you jump out to a five and two star, it's incredible, right? And there's a lot of like uh, good stuff on the way. And then, uh, but listen, we're we're not we're not losing close games to New England. We're getting blown our asses off by the Chargers. Like this is, you haven't I mean? put like up more getting,
0: than 27 points this
1: season. Well, that's the embarrassing thing. It's not the fact that we've just lost the last three games. One of which was to the Jets.
0: You're right. The yeah. Fashion
1: Preach. in which how we <laughs> lost. Right. Okay. To get crushed by the Jets and then to get crushed by the Saints, then to get crushed by the Chargers. Like, right. I mean, 54 points, yeah. and then last week they put up what 47. I mean, that's a hundred points that we've given up in two weeks. Yeah.
2: What? This isn't. This isn't just losing by a couple points to the to the Pats, man. This is. This is getting our our you know asses blown off by, by bad teams.
0: Why couldn't you know, we get Why teams. couldn't we get uh, Anthony Lynn to stay here? Have an offense that works around the players, okay, and, and just have a defense that can just stop the ball somewhat. Just stop the bleeding. And the thing that kills me about this team, guys, is really you know you come in here all bull just trading away your equity you know what yeah we wasted two first rounds picks on sammy get the get the hell over is what they're telling us it's like no you still had the talent in the building you still had the talent of darius on a contract where you're kind of fucked on you might as well eat it and see if maybe it's a long season if maybe he shows someone's a given a shit and it's like, no, you just throw the equity out the window. Like the worst investors I've ever seen, equity out the window. And, and honestly, it's like you know what? You could have stayed. You could have stayed with Anthony Lynn. You could have brought in Gus Bradley, and this team would be doing a lot better because you at least have something being maintained. And it comes down to the offensive line play, the defensive line play, and it's atrocious. Yeah, Mike, thoughts? Before we wrap this up, and I'll let you guys go.
1: No, I mean, I don't have anything else to add. I mean, the Bills got to get their shit together. They got to make tackles. They need to fill gap assignments. They need to play football. Like, they've embarrassed themselves on the offensive side and on the defensive side the last three weeks. They can't block, and they can't... They forgot how to take the ball away too. They're not getting turnovers. They're not blocking. They're not making tackles. It's not a healthy combination for success.
2: Yeah. And
1: I don't care. I don't even care what the play calls are, or what it is. If you're not blocking, it doesn't matter what the play call is. You could have a great play call. Someone could be wide open. If the guy's not blocked, that guy's not getting the ball. So they need there, to. Yeah. They need to put some more effort out. Well, they're giving it all their effort. They're just, they might just not be good enough.
2: If you're giving yeah. out 50, 50 plus points to the Chargers, man, you're getting your doors blown off. Like, they, yeah. you know, they, 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 they got, some, they got some very, very big issues on defense that they got to figure out because real fast like you can't be giving them 50 points to some of the worst teams in the league like you know and the bills pride themselves on defense like you know it's supposed to be one of the better defenses in the league and
1: when you're talking worst teams in the league you mean chargers and the jets but the the 47 (laughs) against the saints i mean the saints are one of the best teams in the nfl right right, now both offensively and defensively but they still could, uh, There was many situations in that game where they had opportunities to do things, and poor play calling and Tyrod not being able to audible put them in bad situations, not they, to mention all they, the, penalties, they, the so.
0: Guys, you know, man, people want to talk about Tyrod's a starter for four years, seven, or I should say three years, you know, since so his third year, and it's like, Man, I made the case, and I really mean this, guys. I, I We all know that we support this team, and I love this team. And uh, to the regular listeners to the podcast, you would know this. And, and to all the new ones, I love you. Thank you for checking it out. But really, I'm not one to really rail on the coaches right out the gate because I want to support the team. I want to support the coaches. I want to support everything until you start proving otherwise. And one thing that I do not have any. Okay, look, let me break it to you this way. Mike you have your own business Jamie you're a hustler and you're always on the grind And you have beaten into your own drum So us three here we've done the same thing I have a drywall business okay I pattern my business against the guys who already do it Right So if I pattern my business after the guys who have already done it What that means is I have somebody to bounce feedback off of When shit hits the fan uh, A.K.A. Tom McKillie Tommy Drywall who I have on the podcast Who I've been messaging throughout the game as well Point being is these coaches have tape of these players being used successfully. And somehow, is there a lack of coaches to run the correct scheme at the line? Your first hire on offense was Juan Castillo. And the first thing that Dennison said when brought up like early on in his, in his presser last week was he got on the horn with Juan right away after that game. Well, whatever it is. I've never seen a Bills team play this bad on both sides of the ball and I'm just saying guys you can't do bad changing the coach next year you really can't because I don't know how you get this team to play for you that's the territory we're getting to and I have never seen this before uh, since I've had this podcast and dude I hated Doug Marone but what if Doug Moron's been right the whole time You know what I mean? Like, what if he really did wave his hands and go, what the fuck is this with Sammy Watkins and walk out of the room? What if he really did do that? Like some people say is what the fuck? And he walked out of the draft room when I drafted Watkins. You know, I said that when they drafted Manuel, what the fuck is this? You know, and, and here we are. I go to camp and I see Jeff tools throwing a better ball than Manuel and people will shit on me all you want. But for the same reason you want to see Jeff tool and the same reason I want to see Brian Brom is the same reason that people want to see Nathan Peterman. And I'm glad this experiment is over because finally we got to go. we well, you've never done you. it. I didn't want to see Peter. I didn't mind it in a tactical advantage to, yeah. of we got to evaluate the offensive coordinator, so I didn't mind seeing him. And next thing you know, the line still can't do its thing. Uh,
2: yeah, Mike. I wasn't too. I wasn't too. I wasn't too hyped up on on the Peterhead start today. I just didn't think they needed to jump out and and throw yeah. him out there like that. I,
1: I didn't think so either, and that's what I was saying. I mean, I can understand all the reasonings why someone would do it. I mean, I can understand anything that you say, but at the end of the day, it was a bad decision, and it should not have been done, regardless of what your rationale or thought process was. I mean, it was clear that it was going to be a situation that he saw today. Heavy rush and constant pressure, and when you're a rookie, it's your first start, you have nerves, and it's the NFL. It's a fast league. Not everyone comes in like Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott, okay? Especially in that situation. At least when Dak came in the league, he had a solid lineup front to protect him, to give him time to think, and the run game was just tearing everything up. So it opened things up. Plus, they gave him the ability to audible if needed as a rookie. Not that much, but enough to keep the offense moving. So that's all I can say. There needs to be more freedom at the PB spot, and if they got to get rid of the offensive coordinator, I said they should have done it last week. I still think they should do it this week. So.
0: Guys, um, I'll say, you know, I didn't want Peterman in there because of confidence, okay? It's all understand. about confidence. you got to build these guys up. And, and now, pretty much you have a wasted pick. You could say you have a wasted pick. This is this is awful. This is absolutely well, now, awful.
1: See, I'm not going to go as far to say that it's a wasted pick. The situation that he was thrown out in is terrible. They wouldn't even have put him into the situation if they didn't see something in practice. Uh, so, my, my problem is
2: I feel like they got like – is there is there an issue with commitment to you know to, to throw to throw Peterman out there uh, you know benching Tyrod like that? Yo, I was talking to some guys in the stands today. And they were saying like if 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 Tyrod's not your guy, why didn't we go get the Sean in the draft last year?
1: Or and I'm Mahone,
2: biased. I'm biased because I'm, I'm a Clemson guy, but why don't we go get the Sean? He's our quarterback of the future. Why didn't we go get him last year? I know we had Tyrod in in this year, but like if if we're that set on going after our future core, I mean the Bills are going to draft quarterback first pick, that's for sure. This coming this coming draft, so like it, it's it's if if you're that set on it, why didn't we go last year? And it's kind of like you know you go Peterman and you, know, you throw him out there, and then you it's a hit to Tyrod's confidence by benching him. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like they, it's more of like a commitment issue. It's like, you know, if he's your guy, he's your guy. you got to have, you, you know, you got to go so with him. so quick,
1: quick side note. So I'm just scrolling through the feeds and one of the headlines read: So it's a similar situation to Buffalo, but you would have thought better. The Chiefs right now are slipping, and they lost again today to the Giants. To
2: the Giants, to the Giants,
0: yeah. So
1: there's national media asking, should – Pat Mahomes start over Alex Smith at this point because they've lost four in a row. It is a five wild, a row. A
2: wild.
1: to think that. Now, in this situation, what would you guys do if you were the Chiefs? Would you say Alex Smith or No, I, no, 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 no. You, no, you don't. You don't. Guy.
0: You don't. You don't kill his confidence like that. I mean, it's like guys. Right. I mean, guys. Here's the problem with the Bills, and I really mean this. And Mike. Um, you know, Mike is around and Jamie will always call me out for being more of a Vikings fan when we're younger, which is fucking true. And, And like, dude, I'll be real with you, man. Like the bills are one of the most painful teams I've watched for years. And once I saw the music city miracle, I'm like, these refs are bullshit. And my dad and I were just talking about where we were when we were watching it. And, and it's like, you know, I, I'm watching the game. My dad it was just surreal. But, guys, I love this team, and I want to support this team. But they're making it really hard. And, and honestly, you can't – we can't just keep taking these guys and throwing them out the window. We can't take right. these quarterbacks. Throw- I don't think Tyrod Taylor is the total answer, but God damn it. When you have really bright football minds like that have played the game, like Ruben Brown, you have guys like Donald Jones, who's a hard worker, John Murphy, who's been a fan, replacing the legend. You know what I mean on the radio, and and he's just going. And you got these trusted people talking, and you got Mike Schopp and Bulldog, who just you know people like to take dumps on them because they just like to hate. But really, they just cut it real, and that's you know Schopp said it today in the post game. Let's just keep it real here. That's all we're looking for is real honesty. And, guys, the egos need to stop. I just want to see an offensive scheme stay in place for four years. Can we please do that? Can we please keep a scheme that just – Just, guys, if you mimic exactly what the team did before, why don't you change your terminology a little bit and adjust it to the players and then just do what they did before and you get the credit and they're like, wow, you're a genius because you put the players in the best position to win. Wow, blah, 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 blah. blah." And it's like, no, our way's better. We're going to put square pegs in the round holes constantly. And now it's on both sides of the ball and it's really they got to show up. Yeah. So,
2: it's really disappointing. I mean, the defense is it's disappointing to to be giving up 50 plus points to like an offense like the Chargers. I mean, it's it's tough cuz you know, the, the defense is really our it's our bread and butter. It's, you know, a couple of years ago we were the best defense in the league and to just see 50 what, 54 points today, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, it's a lot, (laughs) and and you—we mentioned it. We go to the Jets, we get blown, our doors blown off. We got the saints which is a good football team so i can understand that but then to come out here to the chargers on the road and just get absolutely smoked let me
0: tough. let me read some stats off to you guys and i'm like i'll let you jump in so total plays the chargers had 73 with 429 yards the bills had 493 yards to give you an idea but obviously garbage time yeah uh the chargers only had uh it says one penalty for 13 yards. The Bills, six, which we know like it, two to three of the, the Bills are pushing. had bullshit.
1: 393 for total yards. They didn't have as much as the, the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers 429.
0: had 429. My overall point is, um, thir- you know what I mean? You're, you're looking at, Phillip, 35 attempts times rushing for you know, the Chargers on 146 yards. You know, that's not horrible statistically. But God damn, they were just doing whatever they wanted. I mean, these guys are just having career days against the Bills every year, and it, it, it's like, you know, LaShawn McCoy looked like he can do what he can do. You know what I mean? And and I honestly, again, I'm sure next podcast I'm gonna be a lot calmer. I'm be like, no, we gotta support a coach. We gotta support a coach. Gotta trust the process. But I'm telling you right now, this pro this Where's podcast will be again? called uh, "Stop the Process." bills get blown yeah, it, out again it, or
1: you could call it pump the brakes because you're a little you're a little over the top right now a little emotional
0: mike what little, what what does this team mike famous. what do the buffalo bills do well
1: what do they do well what do the, the what do well? the
0: buffalo bills continuously do well what can you count on the buffalo bills right now to do in the next game
2: House Bunny makes makes field goals. Okay,
0: <laughs> and, and after, <laughs> really after, right, after seven, yeah. tip, guys. listen, guys, I was, gonna, I, asked, I was
1: gonna say, I was gonna say, make poor play calling because <laughs> I can almost go to the bank every game I watch and be like, wow, that was atrocious. So uh, so check this out, even, guys. Even when the Bills were winning, you weren't just like, man, they're really. They're really out scheming. You're just like, man, we won that game. We got lucky today. Hey, 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 hey.
0: You're a head coach, and you preach turnovers the whole time. You give away, like... More turnovers than the same amount of turnovers and completions in four passes. Exactly. uh, Exactly. Second pick. Yep. Yep. Exactly my point. So it's like you preach a turnover. Oh, it's about turnovers. That's how you won. And meanwhile, you just give the ball away for 31 points on turnovers. 31. And if your defense could stop anything, it's crazy. Anything. Where's Jerry Hughes? He's getting close. What's going on here? You know what I mean? It, It. you know, any sort of chemistry this team might have had, it, this team has zero chemistry with anything. With anything. And it's it's awful because you have Marcel Darius who's worked with Kyle, and I watch the sidelines. Those two sat next to each other every play. I mean, it's just what you do on a bench, but that's what they did. Okay, they talked after every play. I saw it on the sidelines. You know, I did give Marcel the benefit of the doubt. When Marcel got traded, I was like, okay, I guess the coaches see something more than we do. But, hey, I'm on board with it. Let's go. But the defense is looking more consistent at the time. And I I, I love Leslie Frazier, man. I wish this team could just get their shit together. Uh, This is so hard to just sit here and just bash on these coaches. Uh, But they deserve it because the players take all the heat. And I'm sick of holes. The best way to fill holes is to coach. That's all I we'll got, guys. You, uh, you have anything else? will have, to, we'll have to thank you, That's it. Have a good one, guys. All right, Mike. I'll see you, bud. Jamie, you good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. You go, Mike. I'm going to talk to Jamie for a sec. I think Mike left us. All right, Jamie. I got you. All right. So yeah. how was the atmosphere there, by the way?
2: It was very Buffalo. Have you ever been to the Rhino Stadium? Oh, yeah, of course. I I heard – is
0: that Salem Stadium? Is that what it's called? Because Sal Capaccio said that uh, it's just like that stadium.
2: Very, very Buffalo. There was – I mean, easily 50% Bills. Um, Great atmosphere for for Buffalo. Really represented well. We had um, the, like, L.A. – the LA uh Buffalo and the San Diego Buffalo crew both took like buses up. Um, really representing well.
0: Who'd but, you go uh, with? Did you go with your sister or no?
2: Yeah, I was with Katie, my nice. buddy, her boyfriend, yeah. So uh, yeah, we had a crew there, but um yeah, yeah, they I mean Is he a good guy
0: or do we gotta take him all back?
2: He's a good dude. We don't gotta we don't gotta kill him. Okay. So, <laughs> um, my girlfriend goes. Yeah, no. My
0: girlfriend goes. Man, you look crazy. Do I look crazy? Do Do you think I have the crazy? Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like I look like a. Thug I don't face. think no. I don't good. think so either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. But yeah, very, very, very Buffalo scene up there. Um. And I knew that was the case going in. I kind of had the feeling that, like, I know the Chargers' home games were a very away game. You know, They're on basically a home game for the Bills, essentially. With you know, you got 35,000 fans in the stadium, and 20,000 of them are Buffalo fans, you know, so. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's an interesting atmosphere um, to play in. A, it's cool seeing it in a stadium that small. I was in the lower deck, so I was like basically on the field, which is so cool. Um, but, yeah, those fans traveled well
0: yeah they do they definitely do i I really wanted to go every time I look at the schedule I'm like yeah I'm gonna go fly to this one I'm gonna go fly to that one I'm gonna go fly to that one yeah. and I just don't you know what I, and I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I didn't cause yeah. I'd, be, I'd be so honestly what I'd really like to do is um, I plan on making more content so I keep talking about it and I'm slowly trickling up but I gotta you know I want to make some more content and try to you know get something going here and honestly I would like to be able to afford to go to these games and really yeah. get a vibe. Because man, I I get a this will sound weird, but if I could just get a, a ticket even in the three hundreds at every stadium that the that the Bills playing, I, I love feeling the vibe of the team. You know, I saw the yeah. Bills out of town in Miami. I've seen the Bills out of town in Toronto. Um, you see them?
2: You went to you went to Miami.
0: Uh, a couple years ago, uh, yeah. That that the first year with Tyrod Taylor and Rex Ryan and you know Percy Harvin. Yeah. That's another thing about those teams too. Is at least Rex's teams, we could blame. Yeah, a little bit unorganized, but uh, you know you could at least blame that they had a lot of injuries. You know, yeah. um. So and, and on on the receivers and pass targets, the Bills have had a lot of injuries. But I, I will say I like to feel the vibe see the mannerisms of the team you know on the sideline and and I'm really worried that Sean McDermott might lose the team so uh, man I really like I really do like his process I like his quote-unquote mantra I like his whatever but like in hindsight are some players like well here we go again another coach is gonna come in here and change Buffalo you know if you're say Kyle Williams oh we're gonna change Buffalo you're Eric Wood whoever you are you know and here he is, he's gonna come in and then but you know what? I gotta give the coach credit for trying. You know what I'm saying? At least it is something different. And this is something that for Bills fans we can finally go, Okay, well we tried that. Remember that? So let's be a little bit more calculative. So now we could just go back to we need to draft a quarterback because I'm kinda of worried that Tyrod Taylor won't even wanna play here. You know, with the report coming out earlier from I yeah. saw from Bleacher report saying Taro Taylor is going to, or the Bills are going to seek options to trade him. Like, what? So, who knows? Um, did you like, like, the crowd was so loud for the Bills, by the way?
2: No, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. Very good. Um, you know, you really can't, you go on the road. Uh, you know, I've seen Buffalo, um, on the road several times. I've seen him, um, in MetLife, obviously, being a New York guy. So, um, you know, I've seen them in MetLife for primetime football and stuff. And but I'll tell you what, they—I mean—they showed up really well, and, and the crowd was really into it. Um, they just—it's tough, man, when you're getting your doors blown off. You—you you, you know, it's hard to get anything going and get the get the crowd into it and stuff like that. And they really couldn't get anything started. I think all all day, um, you know. So even though the crowd was there, it was just. It's hard to get them going when, you know, when you're giving up 50, 50 some odd points, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I can't believe it.
2: Every time there was no momentum. There was, there's no, the, 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 the audience was there. Like the crowd was there. We were, we were ready to get into it. And then, you know, it's just touchdown, 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 touchdowns. You know, it's hard to it's hard to rally behind your behind your team and you're you know, every single possession you're giving up touchdowns and it's just it was a lot, man. And it's to a team like that, to the Chargers too, especially. I think it's just um you know, uh, that's 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 a tough loss. That's a really tough that's a tough loss to take by fifty five four points or whatever, you know, it's that's a lot
0: yeah um, it's, it's it's crazy it's
2: what are you what are you thinking what are you thinking from here man
0: Cause dude honestly say, honestly, honestly i a loss they're,
2: they're, it's a 5 they're a 5-2 football team and then they come out and then they get worked by the Jets they get worked by the Saints they get worked by the Chargers like where, where, where do you go from here
0: where, dude what's you know what the crazy here? you know what the crazy part is is like you go into these games earlier in the season, I thought they might have had like two 10-day stretches of prepare for teams. I could be wrong. Um, but it's like, you know, you had to buy a week, and every time you're like, all right, well, this time we're going to get our shit together. You know, we're going to come out and get our shit together. Hey, man, we had the minds collecting together, man. And, you know, we were there 15 minutes in the, in the field house and 15 minutes after. And, you know, the players are working. That's the thing is the players are working. Now... Man, we got a lot of holes to fill. I got one hole to fill and it's the coaching department. And because
2: you're, you're going after, you're really going after the coaches on this
0: one, huh? I'm going after accountability for the coaches. I'm not saying necessarily fire the coaches because I don't want to see people without their families and this and that. And I understand this is a learning process. But again, I, I also am I, I don't it's not my fault that I have season tickets. It's not. And and you know you can probably vouch for me on air right now. You know me like Shoot, since I was like 14, 13, right? Yeah. So 15 maybe. So you can honestly say I'm very frivolous with my money, and I'm not really oh, a yeah. cheap person. But I do have some money invested in three tickets on this shitty team. Right. and And you're not making me proud, and your dog and pony show needs to come to an end. And I said it earlier in, in the season. Look, your your coach speak is great, and, and I really hope that McDermott doesn't beat the shit out of me because he can. And his wrestling pedigree is 2 million times better than I could have ever dreamed of because I sucked. But like, Shawnee, I, I don't want you to hurt me. Okay. I do support you at the same time right now. You got to really take a hard look at your coaching staff. And, and the best thing to do here is you saw what Bill's fans did to Rex Ryan. You're going to be next. My advice to you, Sean, is to own it. Come out and own it. Look, guys, I really miscalculated this. I really messed up. Um, I went into this season. I did not get the coaches to put the players in the right position to win. And the reason I'm calling this out is the Bills brass talked highly and the Bills media and all that stuff about Sean McDermott's notebook. Okay? About all... Oh, he's going to have an answer for everything. And I've seen an answer for nothing. And as a street kid growing up, growing up in the hood, I consent to talk a long way away and i'm a talker myself so i know the fucking game that's being played here and you're, i'm not that stupid i don't like to be looked stupid rex ryan makes me feel fucking stupid okay i'm feeling yeah. stupid supporting this coach and the beginning of the season and showing adjustments that cannot be made Okay. You're I don't trust you didn't feel
2: you didn't feel, you didn't feel stupid when I they jumped. I feel hoodwinked
0: right now, bud. No, you, you didn't
2: you didn't you didn't feel stupid when they jumped out to a five and two record
0: though. No, I felt like okay, well they're like doing
2: something right and now they're so so what's going wrong now? So here's now, what I they think were, is, is it didn't the, look bad when they were five and two. It looks right, bad now right. when they're blowing games.
0: So here's how it looks to me is here's how I look at it. I look at it like the Patriot method, okay? That method is and to other teams around the league, is you get your shit together, and we've seen this with the Patriots. You use the first, like, few games to get your shit together, get your kinks worked out. You don't know your team through the first four games. Well, here we are. Yeah. You know, we're eight games in, seven games in. They're five and two. Like, awesome, right? But all yeah. I want to deny it too. Well, how long is this going to last? How long is this going to last? How long is this going to last? You got these turnovers that are coming in bunches. Meanwhile, you have an offense that can't run the ball. But the thing is, is it's coaching. And the reason it's coaching is because these coaches decide who gets to be trotted out there. Chang'e, we took a lot of heat for, oh, it's it was Fred's turn instead of C.J. Spiller. You don't think that I trusted those coaches – in hindsight, because he came in with the Jess chain game and got them to put up numbers for two years. Really well, underrated coach. Donald Jones calls him a mastermind on offense. And, you know, maybe they knew that CJ Spiller had no vision to save his life and they saw that kid every day. Okay, well, offensive coordinator said earlier in the show mentions uh, it, it, that it's Tolbert's Tolbert's turn in the rotation. Well, it's not Tolbert's fault that he's out there. It's not Incognito's fault that Tolber's out there on a swing pass and you have a Hall of Famer that catch a screen pass as well. I heard Sammy Watkins last week got a touchdown off of a fucking screen. Why is it rocket science to put on college tape? Why is it rocket science to do what guys have done successfully? This is coaching. This is not a game of egos. You guys gotta figure something out. I think these guys gotta do a bunch of psychedelics or something and sit in a room and have a fucking powwow and and play some some Madden or something. That way I don't know what they gotta do. Watch tape, okay? I, I don't understand because whatever's going on here it needs to get cleaned up because I want to support this coach. I really do like his process. I really do like that he seems detail-orientated. But I do not like that you have coaches that cannot coach. They cannot get these players to succeed consistently. I've never seen a Bills team like this.
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but, but again, were you, were you having the same conversation you know, three four weeks ago?
0: No, because right, I thought I they know. could work the kinks out by now, and they can't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, dude, think about this. Remember watching Dick Duran, and you and oh, I, yeah. you and I would call, the the, you and I would call the plays. And yeah. I remember, wasn't there a Bills quarterback that ran really slow one year? And I like would I danced him around and I ran in for a touchdown on you, and you were freaking flipping out. I'm <laughs> well, sure you did. Uh, oh, who was it? Was it Trent? I don't think it was Trent Edwards. Trent Edwards? It might have been. Because I don't think you can move. To, it wasn't true blood Flash and flash number five. Remember yeah. I had the six spin move? I know it haunts you. There was like one quarterback spin move. Where you were I don't just... want to talk about it. Okay. I'm sorry.
2: I don't want to talk about it. I'm getting, I'm getting triggered with the old uh, man, man stuff.
0: Well, at least you didn't lose anything, break anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and your yeah. mom, your mom threatens to call the cops on me because I'm trying to get my two dollars. yeah, she
2: was she was kicking you out of the house because
0: um, I was I trying to get paid the, the money that it was due me. Yeah, I, I think it was only two. We got we got we got some battles, man. Dude, so are you give? I'm not. I can't give up on the team because I love the pain. I'm sure next podcast my tone will be totally different. But I'm just, I I just want to see McDermott do the right thing. It's a learning experience. I understand, but. You can't have these players looking at you like you know what the hell is up when the coaches have no accountability, and that's so all. here's the need. thing: they answer. gotta earn the players' answer. respect to get them to play for them. Does that make sense?
2: It does, and, and and but here's the thing: answer this question: Are the Bills? Are we are we building for the future? Are we like uh, do Do you think McDermott is going in week in week out thinking that this team is is a playoff team? I mean, clearly not the case the past three weeks, but. Like I think that there's a lot more building to do here, and I think it's very clear. Especially, uh, you you talk about coaching. You know what? I think you're right. I think it is a lot of coaching because the the indecisiveness of you know across the board. You know, you, even in starting starting your quarterback. I mean, I can't get behind the Peterman move. I can't do it. And like to go to go with Peterman and watch him go out there and throw five picks to to the LA Chargers, dude. Like, you know, it, it's tough. That it's I I think that is that that is a coaching move. It, it's kinda like a um it shows me it shows me the coaches losing confidence. It shows me the coaches getting scared kinda, you know. It, I think they, they jumped out and they're like, all right, yeah, we're five five and two football team and then they started losing some ball games to some really bad teams. And then they're like, yeah, maybe we're, you know, not so good. And, um, you know, and then they start shaking up uh, the staff here. And, and, um, you know, I I don't know. Do do, do the coaches have it all together? Do they have it all figured out? And is is the game plan set here? I don't know if if it is at this point. You know, it's um, especially after these couple bad loss, really, really, really bad losses. You know, do they have it all figured out? I don't think they do.
0: I don't think so either. And That's the thing is, I got. I mean, I, I, I the. If there's one thing to build off from this game, it's the run game. I, I know it's counterintuitive, but the run game did show up today. Yeah, or at the yeah. same time, do I just say that McCoy finally caught some breaks? You know what I McCoy's, mean. Yeah,
2: McCoy's great. Listen, McCoy's McCoy. He's great. He runs the ball really hard. He's uh, he, he's an incredible athlete. He's, He's our guy. He's he's a great running back to have, um, but you know, so you you finally see the Bills get their running game going, but nothing else is clicking. Like literally nothing else across the board, the defense, the the passing game, like nothing else was clicking, and it's just a um, you know, uh, it's a tough, it's a it's a difficult uh, storm to weather here. You know, when you got nothing else going for you.
0: Jamie, keep your head up, man. I'm gonna keep my head up. I'm gonna, Trying to. You know what Trying I mean? Trying to. Um
2: Trying to. It's just dude, it's tough. You know, these are these were three games and it's not getting any easier. Right. Who do we got the next couple games? It's not getting any easier. These were three games that we uh, maybe not the Saints, but like you need to beat the Jets on the road. You need to beat the Chargers on the road. These were two games we needed to win. And, you know, when you get – and it's not even like it's a, it's a overtime loss. We got our doors blown off. Was, like, these were very, very, very bad losses, you know, uh, absolutely crushed. And, and that's what's the the worst part about it. It's not just a couple points, uh, you know, a tough loss. At the end of the day, this is like – these are the kind of losses, like, oh, shit, like – you know that we're in trouble <laughs> we will not make the playoffs with this kind of caliber team you know getting 54 points to the to the charges I mean, it's craziness um can't happen can't happen
0: so but, uh, right, i i don't know man i think it's just one of those things where it's obviously time will tell and you know i, I just want to just finally have a coaching staff where you know I'm sorry. I wouldn't mind having like the Bengals situation. I wouldn't mind having the Harbaugh situation on the Ravens. You know, Bruce Arians situation there. Um, you know, I, it was cool seeing Anthony Lynn and Phillip Rivers on the sideline, like like stoked at the end of the game. You know, it, it's just, yeah. I, I just want to see, you know, this team. There's, I'm so proud of the Bills when they were winning at home and and really putting out and figuring out a way to win because they were playing as a team and. You know, when the team doesn't show up, you wonder if they're playing, you know, for the coach anymore. And I'm not saying they're not, but, I mean, that's the next phase of this thing. And it's going to get ugly, and the Bills just seem like the Browns right now. And I just want to be a few years into a coaching staff. We're cool, man. We only have a few holes. And as many people want to rip the Bills for Whaley and all that. I mean, we did not have this many holes with Whaley and any other coaching staff in mind. The problem we had, again, was the coaches. We had Rex Ryan. 3-4 Three four instead of a four three, you know, but what was a plus size? You you now have an, a guy who came in as offensive coordinator who is now a head coach in San Diego, and they're just about back in the playoff hunt. Okay, great, yeah. go Bills because that team's going to come to haunt you. The Bengals can come to haunt you, and uh, don't even sleep. <laughs> come on, man, they can lose five more games. They can lose oh, easily five more easily. games easily. So you know, don't sleep on the Dolphins. I think Matt Moore should have been the starter from the fucking start. You know, like, come on, like once Tannehill went out, like stop. It's just these these coaches they just kill me. And I don't know, I don't know, Jamie. I just I just want to to wrap up here. I just I really mean this to the organization. I want to see them succeed, and you know. For people that want to stop the process, I don't blame you, but I think I might be one of the only ones suggesting it, and I'm not trying to get anybody fired. I'm just trying to say if you want to be X's and O's accountable and preach accountability, then something needs to happen on the coaching side because there's something – there's too many loose ends here where your guys are not performing. And, and what I you – know, you preach being organized. You preach a notebook, this and that. Week in, week out, halftime. This team is so inept to make adjustments. They're so slow. You know, you get Calvin Benjamin, and you think you'd throw him out there for a competitive advantage, having to suit up for the Jets, even a couple plays. Just go. You know, pull a safety just to relieve maybe a little pressure off the offensive line. But, no, they don't do any of that shit. They, they're, they're too smart. Trust the process. We got a thing going on here we've never coached an NFL game ourselves but hey man you got to trust it and it's okay i'm trusting i was i i i don't know if i do right now mm-hmm. you know yeah so, I, don't know.
2: I don't know if i do either it's 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 easy to trust the process when you're you know you're you're playing great football you're jumping out to a big uh, lead you know in the record but it's it's a different story when you're you know <laughs> Again, just losing really bad games to really bad teams, and um you know it's it's stuff, yeah, I mean, I get it um you wanna blame the coaching staff um i i, I don't know I, like i said my my biggest hang up with them um is is the indecisiveness I, I don't like the quarterback controversy going on I don't like. Um, you know, I don't think Peterman should have ever been on the football field today. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different um, storylines going on that I that I don't really agree with, and and as you mentioned, it all comes back to to, to the coaching staff. It's it's decisions coming from the top. Um, you know, and and do they have a grasp on this team at this point? Um and and you're starting to see the true colors when, you know, you're getting you lose three in a row to to bad you know, again I don't count the Saints but like you lose three in a row to pretty to pretty bad teams, um you know it's I don't know man I don't know like do they do they have a grasp on this team that we thought they did when they were five and two uh, I don't know if they do. Um you know so so where do you go from here but um uh, hopefully I think I'm, I'm hoping McDermott sort of gets it figured out and um they can sort of straighten the ship here, but in the meantime, you know what do they what do they do from here what is what is what is McDermott saying in the, in the locker room today you know after a couple of bad losses yeah. And did you hear he Did you
0: hear his press conference, by the way?
2: I didn't listen. I didn't listen. It wasn't
0: to bad. I mean, he was very, you know, <sighs> what's he supposed to say? Well, one thing I think he needs to do is just own it more, and he really kind of didn't. And there's just an ignorance, and I don't like when coaches make us feel dumb.
2: Did and he come out and say, we fucked up by benching Tyrod?
0: No. No. Not at all, actually. I actually have some notes I took. Um, so, um, McDermott on him, he goes, there's going to be ups and downs, yada, yada, yada. And you know what my dad said? Don't call him Nate. <laughs> because he wants to be called Nathan. Because yeah. it was well, Nate. And he, my dad goes, don't call him Nate. And And then, you know, Jerry Sullivan actually had, like, Jerry Sullivan. I rip on that guy for being so negative for years. But man is he just fire right now. He asked the best questions ever. You know, he really does. He he is just so brutal. Just so brutally honest. And you know, he is busy up there calling him out. You know, and, and it's like it's really a no brainer that Peterman can't go in and McDermott needs to just own it and tell his team, yo, I don't know what else to do. I'm doing my best here please ride with me, okay? Mm. You know, and, and he needs to own it. But, man, the Bills are not making a good case for themselves for players to come here next season. They're not going to make a good case for me to believe that the draft picks are coming. I, I, I'm so mad. I'm con- I'm contemplating selling a couple tickets, maybe only having one, or I don't know. I don't want to sell do, them. Don't,
2: don't do that because I need the ticket whenever I'm in town.
0: Well, do you want to come to any games this year by the way?
2: I might come to one, yeah. Okay. I'll you up.
0: Well, hit me up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go. Let me roll these ads out of there. Where can we find you on Twitter or Facebook or something? I'd like to get you involved more.
2: Yeah,
0: do it. Um, where can that, we find can you, you? You find me.
2: On, you find me on there. And, uh, I do have Jamie Crider. Um, same for my uh, Instagram and everything else. I'm
0: on there. J A M I E K R Y D E R.
2: That's right, yeah.
0: <sighs> All right, little bro, bro. I'll see you, buddy.
2: Yeah, you gonna you throwing this up on uh on the yeah. podcast now?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna throw it up. I gotta write out my description. Right. I'm trying to put I'll more time into my description. Yeah, I got you. All I'll right, throw buddy. it up
2: on Facebook too. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it.
0: Thank you, man. Take care, bud.
2: Yeah, I got you, man. You too. See ya. See ya.
0: Okay, so that was uh, Jamie Kreider there, and you know. The title of this will be... I added a question mark as I'm typing here. Stop the process with a question mark. Let it be known. Final thoughts here. I'm your host, David Palermo. Thank you for subscribing. Following along on Instagram and Twitter. Check the Instagram live story. Um, You know... The reason this podcast is here i've been trying to really reach out and get some more listeners um trying to alter my post towards the platform like really trying to put a good effort into it and and, and sharpen this podcast up i have been, not as high as i like you know i've been remodeling the house got a million excuses whatever you want um i'm not doing as much music anymore so i'm trying to sharpen this up since i don't play out uh i left the band i was in and I'll be honest with you, music brought me into the Bills and into sports again to get my mind off of music, and I podcast because I don't believe everything that I hear, and there are certain takes that aren't there um, that I don't believe, and frankly, to be on here and to talk to friends and to offer them a platform or people I think that might have a good perspective... I appreciate the patience of the listener. Sometimes the calls aren't the best quality, but I'm really I have my headphones on them re- you know Mike is a classic example. Mike can make it too much noise you know but he he means well, so it's like he he doesn't hear what I hear through the headphones. but today you know think we're sticking through it. I want to get these takes out on the air and really have differing opinion. but we've all watched this team, and I want to support this team. But with the coaching in and out, this revolving door of coaches every three years or less now, um, Dick Geron was the longest tenure coach. And the Bills keep doing one thing, blowing everything up. And we can be stoked on draft picks, this and that. Well, I could be stoked on investing a million dollars into something, but if I don't trust the investor you might as well just give it to your dog and hope maybe he can make it grow in the backyard by shitting on it. Because if this regime can't get these six games figured out to show us something on tape that they could do well, I do not trust these coaches to develop any players. Zay Jones had his best game today. And very productive. Very proud of him, okay? Okay. He is here with this coach from East Carolina. And I'm very stoked on the Bills for that reason, that they drafted Zay Jones, this and that, okay? But again, when I ask, ask your friends and ask your family, what do the Bills do well? You can't name one thing. LaShawn McCoy, given the opportunity, is LaShawn McCoy. But what do the Bills do well? We don't have, the Bills could have every pick in the first round. I do not trust this regime to put those players, as this regime is currently put together, to put those players in the best chance to win. And if the Bills pull the plug on certain people because of whatever, you know, they don't have continuity because they don't want to continue with the coaches, if it was up to me, Chang Gailey would have had another year. The first year was an absolute tire fire. And I I know Chang gave me a laugh. You guys are laughing. Are you serious? Don't turn me off, please. Not yet. Look, his first year he had an abomination of a roster. Okay, you could also let you could also say well you had a good defense. Perry fuel left, and you know Chang gave me a mess up the defense. You know, so there's that too. And then he found a the sword for Dave Wanstat pretty much. You know, Fitzpatrick gets a contract in just some Bills fashion. It's not like he gave up, but you know Fitzpatrick doesn't show up you know things happen he gets a little injured you know I was there um, when he got the helmet to the chest in Toronto in the Redskins game Um, you know was it that game or was it the Cardinals I forgot Um, so it's like I want to support the staff and and I love podcasting because I don't want all the feedback on the team to be I don't want to say negative but I want to be more what's the pulse? What's the real pulse here? What's really going on? And I think the players take a lot more heat. I, I, I pretty much do this for the players too. And I know they have money and they should think for themselves, but I don't agree with that because I'm 33 years old and I am still just as dumb as I've ever been. And through having a small business or not, we've all worked hard and made money and not, you know, money doesn't bring happiness and money does not bring intelligence. And to put all that pressure on players to just have their shit together when you know you're kind of from the get-go these players are not put in the best position to succeed I have an issue with it because then the players get shit on and then what happens we take out the stat book pro football focus gets grades on these players everybody else gets grades on these players when we don't know what they were asked to do we don't know if they were put in the best position to win why does cadet show a lot more promise than the other backup running back on the team when the ball's in his hands the Bills also had some different play calls this week. We should not be smarter. We should not know more about the personnel and how they are used. As fans, we should not know how to use these players better than the coaching staff. That's the beef I got. There's a lot of websites. Cover1.net does the best Buffalo Bills analytics you will ever see. I think some of the best... Eric Turner does such a great job of translating the game to layman's like me. And you have to be absolutely stupid if you watch this game all the time and just not learn something. And after you take your eyes off of the micro, which is the players, and you take a step back and you look at the coaching, which is, again, tell me what the team does well. The secondary, you could say, is the best thing. And again, pop on podcast in the beginning of the year. I was raving about McDermott. I'll own it. I was raving because I figured, hey, at least they are finally getting these wins and we can work on correcting the mistakes and the things that we all see here. You know, and Tyrod Taylor had two outstanding games. And what do you know? What do you know? I mean, the, the Bills have what? Would you say over 100 points? In two games, scored against them. So, I think fifty-four and forty-seven is uh, what the hell's that? A hundred and like one, a hundred and one Dalmatians. The Bills have had a hundred and one points scored on them in two games. I can't do it. Okay, I just can't. I. I it's not. It's not always the quarterback. To the Bills fans out there, argue with me over this Peterman bullshit, okay? I am so glad you got to see Peterman play. And yes, I was cheering when he was throwing picks. And not cheering for Peterman, not cheering for Bills fans, but cheering in the fact that, like, what is wrong with you people? Three picks in, still defending the guy. Like, what is wrong with it? We're trying to win a game, and there's four picks in the first quarter. Within the first half within his first two series, he threw one less interception than Tyrod Taylor. Within the first quarter, I and I'm not trying to crush Peterman. He should have been out there. Meanwhile, this kid's psyche could be absolutely ruined. But luckily for him, he transferred colleges, he's got a couple of masters degrees or uh I don't I don't know if he has masters degrees. He has a couple of degrees. Business, whatever. He's got a strong head. Okay. But message the fans, Bills fans out there. I'm glad this happened. Because now we can appreciate what we have sometimes. And as you know what? Maybe Tyrod Taylor masked how much the offensive line really is bad. We saw that. Yeah, Nathan Peter stood up. Oh, throw it up. Yep, you saw what happened. You know, and, and when Tyrod Taylor went in, he's like, screw it. Let's go. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, the Bills here, they pretty much have had uh, 34 points from the Jets, 47 points from the Chargers, and 54 points from the char or 54 points from the Chargers, 47 points from the Saints, 34 points from the Jets. All tongue twister, okay? So 101 and 34 is 135 points dropped on the Bills in three weeks and the quarterback is the problem no it's the whole team it's coaching have a good night thank you for tuning in thank you grandstand sports network thank you punch drunk sports please check out sam triple special the diabolical it's up on should be able to download it on itunes it's a comedy cd thing pretty rad i have one in my van um Ari Shafir is a, a a double special up on Netflix. Um, and also, Jason Tebow has uh, Return to the Red State coming out. I think it might already came out. But Jason Tebow, Falcons fan, all from Punch Run Sports. Follow them on Twitter. Proud to be a part of Punch Run Sports Network. Thank you, guys. Looking forward to everything coming up. So, Bills fans, keep your head up. And I am just shaking my head all day today over this whole debacle. I'm, you can't write this. You cannot write these bell storylines. You can't write this. I almost just want to put like sentences into a hat and just pick them out storylines. Just pick them out and put them together and see what happens. You know, like I just want to bet on which bird will fly off of the clothesline first. That's where I'm at in life. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, David Palermo, numbillsfan.com. Please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy it. Tell your friends. Interact with me on Twitter. To the Reddit crowd, man, you guys are tough. But thank you. I appreciate it. YouTube, thank you for checking out my reaction video. And um, I guess we'll pump the brakes, as Mike says. I'll get off my ledge by next podcast. And uh, I just want to stay with the coaching staff. If McDermott could turn this around, please, man. I don't want to change coaches again. But really... You're going to leave no choice. Where's the football czar, Pagoulas? Find me the football czar. Because it's worse than ever. Good night.